we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 7th, 2013. And continuing on, again, kind of a, an adult content warning regarding, we're going to be looking at now more of the uh, homosexual statistics, documentation, and um, <clears throat> the first article report is homosexual journalist admits that the gay lifestyle is a sewer. So these are things that are either statistically easily provable or what the homosexuals have even documented about themselves. So you could call me a homophobic bigot, but you're arguing against total statistics. You're arguing against what homosexuals even say. And you're arguing against the Word of God. So, you know, you, there's no leg to stand on when it comes to battling this type of information. Other than yelling and screaming and calling people uh, bigots and liars and things of this nature. Even though they themselves are the very thing they're accusing others of. So... Um, that's what liars, a lot of liars do. They just think if they yell and scream loud enough and intimidate enough, people will keep their mouths shut. And, you know, that will work on some people, but it won't work on everybody. This is from the uh, November-December issue of Battle Cry from Chick Publications, uh, who puts out the tracks. The pro-sodomite media would have us believe that all homosexuals are in a wonderful, long-term, committed relationship with one another. They are portrayed as just another kind of, quote, family, perfectly capable of raising children and making a valuable contribution to society. This is how they're totally portrayed on the homosexual, gay, lesbian, transsexual, bisexual, controlled media. I believe that show, I've never watched it, but it's called A New Normal, is about that pretty much. And, and it's that's their new, even ABC Family a while back changed their motto to a new kind of family. And it's one where the homosexuals are always portrayed as normal, better even than a regular heterosexual. They're on, not equal footing, they're on a higher footing. They're, they're on a higher moral ground than heterosexuals. They have to be portrayed that way to compensate for all of the overt wickedness that goes along with their lifestyle. It's whitewashed, veneered lies is all it is. Okay, And and again, we've already started proving that in the last study. We're going to continue that in this one. Um, A British broadcast journalist, Simon Fanchois, disagrees with this, what I just talked about, pro-sodomite homosexuals are portrayed as wonderful, long-term, committed. Just like the one guy says, that, that he knew that they couldn't stop this love. Okay? Which is, again, what I want us to keep in the forefront of our thought pattern. The, the kind of love that homosexuals display, and lesbians and bisexual and transgender, this is the kind of love they display toward one another. And um, <clears throat> the, this homosexual journalist disagrees with all that, himself a homosexual, he produced a documentary for the BBC called The Trouble with Gay Men. After reviewing some graphic stories of group sexual encounters in a bathhouse, he asks, are we just swimming around in a sewer, which we are sort of saying is normal? Absolutely. Um, His conclusion uh, is the gay lifestyle is incompatible with happiness and fidelity in human relations. That's, this is a guy that's 
been there, done it, doing it, most likely. This is what he says. You can't call him biased. Um, you going to call him a homophobe? <laughs> I mean, he is one of them. This is because that promiscuity has become the norm. Now, these are his words. If promiscuity is the norm, why do we only hear of committed relationships that deserve to be recognized with formal and legal marriage? It is because the sodomite lobby gained control of Hollywood and the news media and continue and progressively deny the truth. Studies have shown that even the small number of homosexuals who claim to be in a, quote, committed relationship have their own definition of monogamy. Meaning, in this case, one man, one man, which is disgusting. But monogamy in a, in a normal would be one man, one woman, faithful to one another, essentially. They have their own definition of that, okay? It's like it's like they have their own rubber ruler. ruler. They stretch it any way they want to stretch it. Homosexual researchers Mark Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen found that the cheating ratio of married gay males, given enough time, approaches 100%. 100%. As I said, the, the, these guys would make any uh, feral barn cat, alley cat blush. I, I mean, you know... <laughs> These, there's not anything goes here. So they have found through their research that married gay males, give enough time, their cheating rate approaches 100%. Many gay lovers bowing to the inevitable agree then to an open relationship for which there are as many sets of ground rules as there are couples. See, this is what happens when you want to live your life your way and go into sin. They don't have any rule book they have to follow. If it feels good, they do it. And this is the whole thing with Aleister Crowley saying, do what thou will will be the whole of the law. That's, that's what the ultimate goal is for the New World Order. If it feels good, do it. You, you heard that motto from the 60s. It came from Aleister Crowley. This is what they do. So they're the ones that set the ground rules. And, you know... <laughs> Anything goes. It's like, okay, Satan can. Um, I'm sure that you're going to be. You're going to set a lot of ground rules that that um, operate in a, at a high moral level. I mean, I'm sure we can trust you, Satan. So, in fact, another study conducted concluded that 43 percent of male homosexuals. This is unbelievable. 43 percent of male homosexuals have more than 500 partners in a lifetime. 500 partners in a lifetime. That's 43% of them. That's what they know about. That statistic may be higher. Maybe all of them aren't willing to admit this. A smaller percentage of homosexuals had over 1,000 sex partners in their lifetime. This is what happens at these good old bathhouses. They go to have anonymous sex and to have as many partners as they can. I mean, it is it is Sodom and Gomorrah. This is why God has to wipe this out when it gets to a certain point. Whenever he deems that judgment has to happen to atone for this sin and iniquity. You, you can't have this going on. 
Why is Satan so obsessed with this? Because he knows it's defiling the land and defiling people around them and defiling. He wants them to. He wants everybody to come down to the most evil, debauched level as possible, where he's at. So thus, the wonderful same-sex marriage image we are fed is largely a myth. And again, all I can think of is that quote that that man said that I have to read again. Okay, again, that quote was read by these people that just got a green card uh, for same-sex married wedded couple to be recognized in the United States as a green card as a result of the Supreme Court ruling. And he says... Think of this in terms of what I've just already covered, particularly with now this this whole farce of marriages uh, that they have. We are static that our country recognizes our marriage, which will probably be dissolved in about a year, you know, if it lasts that long. And they have incredibly high divorce rate. He said, I, I, he says, I never doubted the Supreme Court would overturn DOMA, ever. It was in my mind impossible that anybody could stop love. Again, just... Compare that in, in, in light of the anvil of truth that we're laying down regarding all of the things that are easily documentable regarding this issue. So, going further with this, um, we see... Uh, I guess we're going to go to the next report here. Yeah. Next report. CDC, Centers for Disease Control, gay men's syphilis rate is 46 Times higher than the other parts of the population. Forty, oh, it's only forty-six sexually transmitted disease. Hmm. And then it goes on to say, shouldn't there be a sin tax on homosexual bathhouses? I mean, you talk about wickedness. Two most wicked places I could think of is a abortion mill, baby killing center, and a, and a homosexual bathhouse. And it doesn't get much worse. The risk of HIV transmission through a through receptive uh, the type of sex they have is much greater than the risk of transmission via other sexual activities. That's a CDC quote, Centers for Disease Control, which is a wicked organization in and of itself, but would never be overtly anti-gay in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Um, homosexual bathhouses lure young men into anonymous sodomite encounters. The CDC and the Obama administration should shut down these perversion centers. Why would Obama? He literally has rooms named after him in one of, at least one of the homosexual bathhouses that he frequented when he was a state senator in Illinois, in Chicago. And everybody knew about it. The whole gay community did. And they could, that's why they couldn't believe he ever became president. Because he was overtly doing this stuff in these gay male bathhouses. He liked older white men. It's all well documented. All his gay lovers from times past, they've all kind of mysteriously died and disappeared, most of them. There's been whole, I almost, I believe there's probably uh, books, reports. Most of the people that come out with that trying to expose it, that have first-hand knowledge, all end up dead. But, I mean, I've, I've reported on it. We've reported on it in depth. Regarding that, I mean, I don't, you would you would know that if anything, Obama's going to protect these gay bathhouses, but they should shut these perversion centers down 
Or it's saying here, at least hit them with a large syntax. I, you know, I don't believe in the syntax. They need to be shut down. Note how the CDC admits that homosexual sex is much higher risk activity than any other sexual practices. Yet, to teach the special risks of sodomy in schools would be to invite a discrimination lawsuit by the ACLU. You know, it doesn't matter if it's going to kill you and damn you to hell. Oh, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all. We, we can't say anything about it in a negative way because it's evil and we protect evil in this country. You better believe it. Uh, homosexual, uh, I'll just say it, oral sex is also mentioned as a risk factor for syphilis. So why doesn't the nation's best and brightest on this issue launch an educational pro-health campaign against gay sex, especially sodomy? A less bold option might be to levy a heavy syntax on homosexual bathhouses and sex clubs. But that's ridiculous, because what, you're going to exchange money for letting them do this? They're going to come up with the money. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I don't like that option at all. That's garbage. They need to be an, an destroyed. I would rather just God do it. Just, you know, where all men would see and fear and declare the work of God that they would wisely consider of his doing, that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart would glory, according to Psalm 64. And that's something we that we, the, a psalm we could be praying regarding this, regarding imprecatory prayers, regarding this wickedness, this defiling the land. And it affects all of us. This sin. It defiles the land and affects all of us. Saved, unsaved, everybody. So, um, see my teaching on imprecatory prayers. Key in Psalm, or Psalm 64 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. So, um, <clears throat> they should shut these perversion centers down as public health hazards, which they are, beyond unbelievable Places where all these sexually transmitted diseases are being exchanged. It's so amazing that these guys become so demon-possessed that they don't care. I've seen interviews with the gay guys and they're like, don't you understand that if you don't have AIDS, you're going to have it real soon? You're going to have every disease known to man? If you keep doing this, having anonymous these anonymous encounters with all these guys you don't even know, and they and they're like, I don't care. They're so demon possessed, their mind is so darkened, they don't care. And this is why they live to be thirty nine years old. Cause and effect. You reap what you sow. Period. And and again, none of this is being biased. It's just fact. You better believe they don't want to hear it, though. But instead, gay bathhouses like there's one called Steamworks are flourishing and even offering spring break discounts to lure young men. Because the old men really like to prey on the young men. We're going to talk more about that. Next report. Homosexual sex is dangerous. The CDC says gay and bi men are 50 times more likely than other groups to have HIV, AIDS, 50, only 50 times. Only 50? 46 times the syphilis rate? Approaching 100% cheating rate? And that's if they're married? <laughs> oh, what wonderful 
puritanical fruit these wonderful this wonderful gay community yields i'll tell you it doesn't get much much purer and better i'll tell you it's it's amazing and yet homosexual sex clubs flourish across the country why doesn't the government move to close down such perversion centers as public health houses? And they'll go out there and they'll arrest street, street hookers and take them to jail and put their picture. Why aren't they doing that with, with these devils? I'm not saying street prostitution's good either. It's, it's horrific. But I'm saying that this is even worse. And there's whole perversion centers where they all get together and have this group orgy stuff going on. And they're allowed to do that. Everything's good. Oh, wouldn't it be politically correct to say anything against it? Well, I sure am. It's unbelievable. The double standard that exists with the homosexual community, and yet they'll scream at the Christians or anybody with any modicum of morality that would go against them. And all of these statistics are staring them straight back in the face. There's no way they can refute them because they're facts. But yet they'll just scream and thrash and foam at the mouth to either try to intimidate you or demonize you or whatever when when they have got a thousand fingers pointing back at themselves. They love to condemn. Next report. The homosexual juggernaut has seemed unstoppable, but there is one inconvenient truth that they hope will never get widespread attention. The organization, Americans for Truth About Homosexuality, is calling for a breaking of the silence on the health risks of homosexual practices. AFTH cites the Federal Food and Drug Administration's reason for banning male homosexuals from donating blood as proof of these risks. FDA statistics are as follows. Men who have had sex with men since 1977 have an HIV prevalence 60 times higher than the general population. Okay, so they're qualifying this. Men who have had men with sex, sex with men since 1977 have, a, have an HIV prevalence 60 times higher than the general population. 800 times higher than first-time blood donors. And 8 thousand times higher AIDS rate, HIV rate, than repeat blood donors. Again, more good fruit. This is the FDA's own statistics. We've heard from the CDC and now the FDA. Who are not Christian organizations. Okay. Uh, yeah, only 8,000 times higher uh, AIDS rate to uh, these men, these homosexual men that have had... Uh, Sex with men since 1977? Then repeat blood donors? Only 8,000 times? Oh, wow, I mean, that's not too much. Infection with hepatitis B virus is about five to six times more common, and hepatitis C virus infections are about two times more common than in the general population. Additionally, they have an increased incidence of prevalence of human herpes virus 8, which causes a cancer called Kaposi's sarcoma, in the immunocompromised individuals. That's something you also see a lot with uh, end-stage AIDS patients. They'll have these black uh, patches on their skin that is one of the um, main things you see with HIV, uh, Kaposi's sarcoma. Research by the Family 
Research Institute of Colorado has discovered that the average lifespan of the male homosexual is only 39 years. Here we have another confirmation of that as well. I thought it was like 49. Now I find out it's 39. Where 80% of the married... I mean, hey, they're dying off at such a huge rate. They've got to recruit. I mean, they're dying off like crazy. They only live to be 39. Sure, they got to go out there and recruit like crazy. They're, they're, I mean, seriously, they're dropping like flies. Where 80% of married men live past 65. 80% of married men live past 65. Only 2% of homosexuals live that long. This should be front page news. Every report that I'm saying should all be front page news. If nothing else, to warn the general populace what disease infested devils they are. They're disease infested. And the risk to their own children by exposing exposing them to these types of people. We're going to look at that more too. Only 2% of homosexuals live to be 65 years old. Whereas 80% of married men, huh? Married men, marriage, who God instituted marriage. Hey, only 80% of them live past 65. And only 2% of homosexuals live that long. I, you know, there, there, there's no, there's, those, those are, you know, about the same, right? They're about the same statistics, right? <laughs> it's so unbelievable when you start looking at this statistically. You can see the hand of God's judgment on this. So crystal clear. That's what I try to do with this ministry, is make things so crystal clear that there's, fine, debate it. Debate all the the statistics from the CDC and the FDA and your own homosexual writers that have condemned your own lifestyles and the word of God. Fine, do it. You have no leg to stand on. You would look like a total moron to try to go against this information. It's all statistical facts. The FRI found that sodomites were 116 times more apt to be murdered as well. 116 times more apt to be murdered? Yeah. Because you reap what you sow. That that statistic by itself is almost unimaginable. This isn't 116% more. Likely. Okay. Which would be a little over, you know, like, okay, well, you have a little over two times greater risk of being murdered. No, no, no. It's 116 times more apt to be murdered. That is unbelievable, that statistic. 24 times more apt to commit suicide. Well, they're all so happy and loving and these committed relationships, like all these wonderful, sick Hollywood shows portray them. Oh, hey, they're only 24 times more apt to commit suicide because they're all so happy. Listen, my mom had a lot of gay friends. A lot of women befriend gay guys because obviously they don't have to worry about the whole, you know. And... They were across the board. I would talk to my mom about it. And this is before I was even saved. And they were across the board, she said, some of the most miserable people. She felt sorry for them. I think a lot of women do. Because they'll be around a gay guy and they don't have to worry about the gay guy coming on to them. 
So they kind of tend to let down their guards. Obviously, they're typically more feminine acting, so they're like one of the girls. And um, they open up to them. And my mom was friends to many of them. And uh, she told me over and over that they're some of the most miserable people across the board. She was, I mean, seriously. Uh, you know, hey, if you got a 25, 24 times more apt to commit suicide, yeah, I would say that would kind of go along with that, what my mom had observed. They had a traffic accident death rate 18 times the rate of comparably aged white males. Traffic accidents? It's God's judgment. This is how you have to look at this study. This is all God's hand of judgment against this wickedness. In Sodom and Gomorrah, he did it all at once. That is coming, eventually. That type of judgment to the homosexuals, more overt. I think we're going to see more overt judgment as they become more wicked, as they defy God, as they curse at God and shake their fist at God. God's not just sitting up there indefinitely saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give grace to these people, and I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let all this blasphemy they're saying against me and my remnant, I'm gonna let all that pass." It's not, they're storing up wrath for the day of judgment as the Bible talks about. It's what they're doing. This is all proof of that. Now you could say, well, yeah, it seems obvious the sexually transmitted disease rates would be through the roof because they behave like, you know, way worse than any alley cat when in these group orgy settings. True, true. But how do you explain that 116 more times to be murdered? Okay, or 24 more times to commit suicide. And the, the real one, Traffic accident? Death rates? 18 times? The rate of comparably aged white males? This is God's judgment. And these statistics are probably only going to get worse. Heart attacks, cancer, and liver failure were exceptionally common as well. 20% of lesbians died of murder, suicide, or accident. Listen to this. I want to say this again. 20% of lesbians died of murder, suicide, or accident at a rate 487 times higher than that of white females aged 25 to 44. Only 487 times higher? Because I don't want to exclude the lesbians as well. I mean, this is, this should be front page news. There's consequences to sin. The gays don't want you to know anything about any consequences to their lifestyle or to this type of sin. They just want you to jump in to that giant sewer that they're swimming around in and, and you know, have a nice big glass of sewage with them and participate and do as they do because they take pleasure in that. Misery loves company and they love to glory in their shame. It's what they're all about, man. Why do they have the gay pride parades if they don't want to glory in their shame? I researched the Bible as I was doing this. And at this portion, uh, I posted these verses. Job 4.8 Even as I have seen, 
They that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. Isn't that a cool verse? Sometimes I'll do keyword searches on that Blue Letter Bible online and I'll, I'll come up with verses. I, I, I Yes, I'm sure I've read it, many, but it's, they pop out at you. They that plow iniquity and sow wickedness. If, if this isn't plowing wickedness and sowing wickedness, like you sow a seed in the ground, okay, what happens? Well, eventually if you sow a seed, it's going to reap. And whatever it reaps is going to be greater than what you sowed. You put one little seed in the ground, that can grow up into a great mighty oak tree. In other words, it produces a lot more fruit, either good or bad. Jesus said, you will know them, Christians as opposed to non-Christians, by their fruit. Well, this is totally evil, wicked fruit. That's all we're examining. They that plow iniquity and sow wickedness, they will reap the same. Hosea 10.12 Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. So we need to live righteous lives and, 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 and reap in mercy. When we live a righteous life, I believe God shows mercy to us. And yes, we're supposed to be merciful. But I think that if we produce good fruit and live righteous lives, God is more, is more apt to show us mercy. I'm not talking about earning your salvation here. Just say it in general. Sow good things. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith, temperance, those types of things. You're going to reap good things from that. Okay? Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground. Fallow ground would be like maybe ground in your life that God's given you to be fruitful, but you're not doing anything with it. It's fallow. It's just sitting there. It's not producing fruit. He says to break up your fire. When you go, I was just watching a documentary on the Dust Bowl last night. I only got, it's really long, but it was one of those PBS things. Interesting. I mean, I'm not for public broadcasting in any strip because that's Rockefeller, Carnegie, Rock. But it was just a documentary of the Dust Bowl. And before they planted, they had to break up the fallow ground. Okay, unfortunately with the Dust Bowl, what they were doing there is they (laughs) uh, did it to the tune of millions and millions of acres in areas where what they call buffalo grass grew, which was a very deep grass. It It kept all the dirt in place. When they killed all the buffalo grass and put weed in there, and particularly between when the wheat wasn't planted, all the, these dust storms kicked up. And I mean, just, it's unbelievable what they what, what that was like. Uh, I never really realized the full extent of it. I mean, these things would last for long, long periods of time. And I mean, they were ultra scary, I guess. They still have them today. But this was just, um, you know, this was all in conjunction with the Great Depression as well. I mean, it probably couldn't happen in a worse time. And, wow. But they were going through and showing how they were always having to um, aerinate the ground. In order for the ground to be fruitful, you have to aerinate it. You have to break up the fallow ground. You know, get air, overturn things, get, you know, oxygen to things before you can plant the seed. 
So here it's saying, sow to yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Isn't that a cool verse? Praise the Lord. I don't think I've ever heard anybody quote that verse. That's got to be one of the most awesome verses in the Bible. You know? That would be like, that's like, I mean, you can have that like as your life verse. You know, like some people have one verse, this is my life verse. This is a really good life verse. Because it, 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 there's so many things to think about, you know, when you look at it. Um, it's amazing. Anyway, in their website, and it, it's the FamilyResearchInstitute.org website, um, FRI details the disgusting and unsanitary sexual practices that contribute to this early death sentence. The outing of the homosexual lifestyle in our culture has unleashed over 50 sexually transmitted diseases. I'm not even going to get into that stuff. I'm stopping short of this. If you want to go on that link, you can. Okay? But I am, believe me, I've greatly sanitized this teaching. I try to always be cognizant of that. I realize a lot of times children are listening and, listen, I don't want to, I don't want us to get fixated on every gory detail. Well, I don't think we're supposed to do that. We can still point out sin and not get fixated on every gory detail. But if you want to do more research on that, there's a link there for you. Next report, um, pedophilia much more common among gays. Research purports to reveal the dark side of the homosexual culture. So now we're going to look at another wonderful side of this homosexual love that the one man with the green card that, that recognized their marriage was talking about. Okay? We've looked at a lot of different facets. Now we're going to look at something totally different. Uh, another totally, probably the worst, most disgusting aspect of the whole um, homosexual movement. Child molestation and pedophilia occur far more commonly among homosexuals than among heterosexuals on a per capita basis, according to a new study. Now, there's other studies out there that prove this as well. This is a fact. Overwhelming evidence supports the belief that homosexuality is a sexual deviancy, often accompanied by disorders that have dire consequences for our own culture, wrote Steve Baldwin in, it's called Child Molestation and the Homosexual Movement, uh, soon to be published by Regent University Law Review. Now, this was from 2002. (laughs) This article... Okay, so I can't imagine how much worse it is now. Baldwin is the executive director for Council for National Policy in Washington. He said it is time to acknowledge that homosexual behavior threatens the foundation of Western civilizations. This is not a trivial matter. This isn't a matter of being, oh, well, you know, it's their life, let them do their thing or whatever. No, it's literally defiling the the land, it's defiling everything around it to a certain extent. I'm not saying it's defiling all the Christians. But it, it is literally threatens the foundation of Western civilization. That's what he said. Through the homosexual, though the, uh, though the homosexual community and much of the media scoff at such accusations, Baldwin, who chaired the California Assembly and Education Committee, where he fought against support for the homosexual agenda in the state's public schools, says in his report that homosexual activist uh, efforts to target children both for their own sexual pleasure and to enlarge the homosexual movement, remember, they always got to be recruiting, 
that that constitutes an unmistakable attack on the family unit. Let me read that again. He says in his report that homosexual activists' efforts to target children, both for their own sexual pleasure and to enlarge their own homosexual movement, that is what constitutes an unmistakable attack on the family unit. Well, of course it does. Homosexuals cannot procreate. Because why? Because it's a crime against nature. It's departing the natural use of the body for the man, and likewise for the female, if it's woman with woman. It, it just is. It, it's, it's a crime against nature. It, it, if we were all that way, we would all die out. Because there would be no more reproduction. Which is just further evidence of how wicked it is. Baldwin's research is substantiated in a recently completed body of work written by Dr. Judith Reisman, president of the Institute for Media Education and author of numerous authoritative books debunking sexual myths, including Kinsey, Crimes and Consequences. We talked about that devil Kinsey before, who was one of the main guys that was prepositioned by the Illuminati in order to bring some type of sick, twisted, evil, disgusting validation to the homosexuals and, even more importantly to them, pedophilia. We're just, we're talking the most evil people that walk the planet, pretty much. In her thesis, also written for Regent University Law Review, Reisman cited psychologist Eugene Abel, whose research found that homosexuals sexually molest young boys with an incidence that is occurring from five times greater than the molestation of girls. Okay, so these homosexuals will molest young boys, obviously, five times greater than young girls. Abel also found that non-incarcerated child molesters, non-incarcerated, these are guys that are out of jail, non-incarcerated child molesters admitted from 23.4, because they they divided everything, 23.4 to 281.7 acts per offender whose targets were males. What does that mean? Non-incarcerated, guys that aren't in jail, child molesters, okay? They admitted that they had between basically 23 to 282 acts, sexual acts, where they molested children, depending on the person, anywhere between 23 to 281 children, 282 children they molested. Now, maybe it's the same child over and over a lot of times, okay? So they're saying it was 23, basically, to 282 acts per offender whose targets were males, meaning these child molesters were targeting in on young boys. And this is what they admitted to. These are non-incarcerated. These guys should be in hell. To me, they forfeited the right to live. Anybody that does this, you, you, you need to die. I pray God rain down his fury in every one of them. I pray he seek them out wherever they are and he destroys every one of them in the name of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, his angelic host, and through the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. 
That's what they deserve. They don't need to be walking this planet. And these non-incarcerated, pedophilic child molesters admitted, in her research, admitted this, that they had anywhere from 23 to 282 uh, sexual acts per per offender that they committed against, uh, whose main targets were young males. It's incomprehensible. The rate of homosexual versus heterosexual child abuse is staggering. It's staggering, says Reisman, who was the principal... I mean, this is a scientific study, and this is what they're admitting to. These devils. Said Reisman, who was the principal investigator for an $800,000 Justice Department grant studying child pornography and violence. Abel's data of 150.2 boys... Abuse per male homosexual offender finds no equal. Yet, in heterosexual violations, it was 19.8 girls abused per offender. So let me, let me again, frame this a little bit better. His data says, proved that it 100 and, basically 150 boys were abused per male child molester. Homosexual child molester. So, when they found a homosexual child molester, in other words, they found that on average, they abused 150 boys per molester. And yet, in heterosexual violations, if it was a heterosexual doing it, he abused 19, almost 20 girls per offender. So that's at a rate over seven times. You start looking at this from all this stuff and from a biblical standpoint, it becomes so crystal clear what's going on here. You see God's hand of judgment on it. You see the unbelievable statistics to back up, to back this up. In terms of sheer numbers of children abused per offender, homosexual abuse was was with a far greater frequency. And boys, research shows, are the much preferred target. The one fact is especially noteworthy given all the child sex scandals taking place within the Roman Catholic Church who we've exposed on many, many, many occasions. How could you be part of that disgusting, vile, devil institution? How could anyone be part of that? I'm not indicting my listeners. I doubt there's very few Roman Catholics that live to this. Listen to this. That, that by itself, all of the rampant pedophilia and the celibate priesthood, which is totally unbiblical, and the nuns and all this other garbage they have in that church, monks, none of it has any biblical precedent. None of it. And it breeds this unnatural breeding ground for pedophiles. And it also attracts pedophiles. Because, hey, if you're already a homosexual, <laughs> Catholic priest is probably the best gig for you because you can go, look all sanctimonious, holy, and whatever, and then be molesting little boys on the side. It's a great deal for, for a pedophile. I mean, it's, you know it, it attracts that. They know what they're getting into. 
A survey by World Net Daily of recent news reports found that rarely did the media describe priestly abuse as homosexual or gay activity, even though the worst incidents involved male-to-male contact. And a spate of investigative reports has revealed that the Vatican is concerned about the upsurge of homosexuals in seminary schools throughout the world. Well, of course. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell me you're concerned. You like it. You protect them. You disgusting, evil Vatican, Catholic, Empire, Pope, bishops, whatever. You're nothing but an abode of devils. You protect them. And they're concerned about it. Well, they're probably concerned that they're going to have so many more sex scandals that they're not going to be able to keep it all swept under the rug like they've been doing. You know? I mean, come one, come all. If you're homosexual, become a priest by all means. But come on, guys. let's, Let's be under the radar a little bit more here. So we can get away with more. So we can defile more little altar boys and these types of things. And all act holy and pious. And then you go to these same devils to confessional, to confess your sins. When they there's a high likelihood they're abusing, sexually abusing little boys on the side. Yeah, that, that really makes a lot of sense to me. So stinking evil. That's my biker gang that I'm a part of. It, and uh, They just rode by. I actually saw my... I, I live near a um, place where they've actually got an outlaw biker gang. And I finally saw my first outlaw the other day. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> the guy... I was walking on a radio shack and the guy's like looking around everywhere. He's there with his girlfriend. And, I mean, they were really creepy. Really creepy couple. He was huge. And she was pretty big. And they were on this Harley. And it was really disturbing. And they were acting all lovey-dovey like they were newlyweds. It was just really strange. And he's looking around everywhere like he wants everybody to see him. Because they're so proud of those biker jackets. Because that's, that's what they live. They'll live and die for their, for their, for their, uh, for their colors. For that jacket. That's one nasty gang, let me tell you. They go around, one of their preferred ways of killing people is blowing people up. I'm going to be talking about the whole Harley movement, the next teaching I do. didn't have time to get into it today. But I'm going to be talking about that at length. Um, Because there's hardly anything up on the internet exposing it. And... um, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm going to get into that probably the next study, Lord willing. I really, really, really want to expose that. Um, Because it is pure wickedness. Now, let's go further here. This is so unbelievable, this research. Just one mind-blowing thing, sentence after another. Uh, Baldwin says his research not only confirms that homosexuals molest children at a rate vastly higher than heterosexuals, but it found that the mainstream homosexual culture even commonly promotes sex with children. They're promoting it. They want that to happen. The editorial board of the leading pedophilic academic journal, Padika, is dominated by prominent homosexual scholars such as San Francisco State, I mean, you know, ground zero for homosexuality, such as San Francisco State University professor 
John DeSino, who happens to edit the Journal of Homosexuality, Baldwin wrote. During his research, he also found the Journal of Homosexuality recently published a special double issue entitled Male Intergenerational Intimacy. I'm not making this stuff up. They published this. Containing many articles portraying sex between men and minor boys as loving relationships. One article said parents should look upon the pedophile who loves their son, quote, not as a rival or a competitor, not as theft of their property, but as a partner in the boy's upbringing. Someone to be welcomed into their home. End of quote. Welcomed into their home. So parents need not look at some child molesting pedophile who's molesting their son as a rival or competitor or as theft of their property. What a weird way to put it. But as a partner in the boy's upbringing. I'm not making this stuff up. This is a direct quote. This is how sick and debauched and debased these devils are. They're that stupid where they would put this out and actually try to act like this is scientific. A partner in the boy's upbringing? Someone to be welcomed into their home? (laughs) I mean, it's Beyond, yeah, yeah, come on in, Mr. Child Molester Pedophile. I hear you and Jimmy here are, have a little relationship, and we love that. We, we're liberal, and we love it, and we don't view you as a rival or a competitor, or this is theft of our property. We know that now you are a partner in his upbringing, and we welcome you into our home. Can you imagine any parent that would say that? I'm sure they exist. This is beyond even almost for me to comment on. It's so evil. Some more Bible verses that I put in here at this point. Isaiah 32, 6. For the vile person will speak villainy. I'm going to define that in a second. And his heart will work iniquity. To practice hypocrisy and to utter error against the Lord. Which is a great example of that disgusting quote from this male intergenerational intimacy book out of the Journal of Homosexuality that I just quoted from. The word villainy is derived from the Hebrew word nibala, which means disgraceful folly of immorality and profane actions. Which would be a really good example of what we're talking about here. So the vile person will speak villainy. They will speak disgraceful folly of immorality, which is what we just, perfect description of what I just described. Profane actions. Can you imagine the judgment of God? What hell is going to be like for these people? The lake of fire? Can you, you, none of us can even possibly comprehend it. The special judgment on this. They're different levels and compartments of hell. I believe that. And there's not everybody's going to be punished the same way. These these dudes are are I'm telling you, you start 
you start messing with little kids, uh, Jesus Christ said it were better that a millstone were hung about their neck and they'd be cast into the midst of the sea than they offend one of these little ones that believe on me. Mmm, man. You talk about no fear of God. Oh, they're going to have it though. Eventually. They're going to have it, but it'll be too late then. I, it's just incomprehensible. Proverbs 14.2 He that walketh in uprightness feareth the Lord. But he that is perverse in his ways despiseth him. These people despise God. Philippians 2.15 That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. That's what we're supposed to be. Because, and we are in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation that's only getting more crooked and more perverse by the day. As the Bible predicted it would. In the 1995 homosexual magazine called Guide, here's a quote from that magazine. We can be proud that the gay movement has been home to the few voices who have had the courage to say out loud that children are naturally sexual and deserve the right to sexual expression with whomever they choose. The article went on to say, instead of fearing being labeled as pedophiles, we must proudly proclaim that sex is good, including children's sexuality. We must do it for the children's sake. End of quote. Again, may God rain down his holy fury. May their tongues turn black and rot out of their maggot-infested heads for saying such blasphemous, evil garbage. This is the mind of the homosexual. This is their mind. This is their mindset. They're saying it right in print. I've tried to show you the true side of Islam. I'm doing it today now with this movement. To just lay it wide open for all the world to see. This is their own words. You can't accuse me of being biased. It's their own stuff. Governmental statistics. Their own words right out of their mouth. You start messing with little kids and I, I just... You know, I got a real tough time with that one. You start defiling it. Hey, listen, you want to be with one another and do all your debauched evil stuff. You're grown men. You're evil. You're going to die. You're probably not going to live to be 39 if you live that long. Okay, listen, I don't condone it. I pray God stop it, but at least it's between them. You start bringing little kids into it, that's a whole other deal. I, I, I pray God just stomp this out. He knows where all these, these devils are. He knows where they're at. He knows where all these pedophiles are. Worldwide. He knows it. Love to see him just release just legions of angels to deal with them this night. Do you know how many people get saved if that happened? I bet you hundreds of thousands. The fear of God on this planet 
And they and it was done in such a way that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider his doing. Or is it more merciful to pray, God bless them in their wickedness. Bless them so that they can assault more little children and defile more little children. So they'll turn out to be defiled as well. Because this is the main way you implant devils and demons in people. Sexually abusing little children at the smallest ages is, is well known in the occult. That's what you do to, to get them demon infested. There's no greater way than through sexual activity. And particularly immoral, unnatural sexual activity. Ask Aleister Crowley. He'd tell you that in a heartbeat. He bragged about it. Larry Kramer, the founder of Act Up, a noted homosexual activist group, wrote in his book, Report from the Holocaust, The Making of an AIDS Activist, quote, In those instances where children do have sex with other homosexual elders, children having sex with homosexual elders, be they teachers or anyone else, I submit that often, very often, the child desires the activity and perhaps even solicits it. End of quote. Meaning the child is the one, it's the child's fault. He wanted it. I gave in. The little kid forced me to have, you know, immoral, unnatural sexual relations with him. (sighs) There should be, all the Christians across the planet should be praying against this and about this. In churches, this should be something that that is done. Praying against this type of wickedness. I mean, there's a lot of wickedness. This is one of the worst, though. But I, I just, I doubt there's very, 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 very few churches that gets into this type of information. If you're unaware of it, how do you know to pray against it? You know? A study of advertisements in the influential homosexual newspaper, The Advocate, Reisman found found ads that said, for a penetratable boy doll available in three provocative positions. She also found that a number of erotic boy images in each issue of the advocate averaged 14. The number of erotic boy images in each issue averaged 14. Erotic boy issue images. Dolls they buy that look like little boys available in three provocative positions. You gotta be really, really, really so demon possessed to the toenails, so far gone, so having your mind turned over to just if you could look inside one of these people, if like you could have like Venetian blinds and you could open up and look inside, all you would see is total, total black darkness. It's all you could see. Guaranteed. How, 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 how could anybody? Homosexual newspapers and travel publications advertise prominently for countries where boy prostitution is heavy, such as Burma, the Philippines, Sri Lanka, and Thailand. Sex tourism. These unbelievably debauched evil devils, men go over there and basically sample all the local little boys. Or little girls as well. And now we can get into even, you know, like toddlers and things of this nature. 
I mean, there's no end to, to the evil, debauched wickedness that goes on in this planet. And again, if, you, if you're totally unaware of any of this, how, do you, how would you ever know to even pray about it or fast about it? You wouldn't. Research on the homosexual lifestyle confirms it is almost exclusively a youth-oriented and driven culture, Baldwin wrote. Very few gays exhibit preference for older men. Obama's probably one of the only I've ever read about. Like I said earlier. No, no, they want to prey on innocence. Youth. The younger, the better. That's how the devil is. Some admit to focus on teenage boys, he said. Some on prepubescent boys. And many cross over between categories. A 1988 study detailed in Baldwin's report found that most pedophiles even consider themselves to be gay. Well, they should. Most pedophiles do. According to the study, Archives of Sexual Behavior, some 86% of pedophiles describe themselves as homosexual or bisexual. 86% of pedophiles. Right there. What would that mean? That would mean 14% of them are heterosexual? 86% of pedophiles describe themselves as homosexual or bisexual. The wickedness of this lifestyle is just... I mean, if you do any kind of research like we're doing today, it's so in your face, it's so obvious... Also, the study found the number of teenage male prostitutes who identify as homosexuals has risen from 10% to 60% in the past 15 years. Only 15 years. The number of teenage male prostitutes who identify as homosexuals has risen from 10% to 60? Just in the last 15 years? It's getting worse. When asked what he thought about critics who attempted to debunk his research, Baldwin said, the results speak for themselves. That's what I keep saying. For, for them to say this theory is false is to call many of the homosexual movement's leaders liars. He said, most of my evidence comes right from the gay community. Again, or the CDC or the FDA or, you know. I managed to find enough evidence that my theses... Child molestation is an integral part of the homosexual movement. That that is a valid thesis. It obviously is. Other experts have found a distinct pattern between child sex abusers and the incidence of homosexuality. How long can psychologists be in denial about the significance of the dark side and ignore what it implies about the homosexual condition? And there are there is a matter of even greater concern. How long will psychologists eagerly throw open the door to gay life for every sexually confused teenager? Writes Joseph Nicolosi, PhD on behalf of the National Association for Research and Therapy of Homosexuality. The North American Man-Boy Love Association. I'm not making this up. NAMBLA. I've talked about them past. It's a real organization that is allowed to exist, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, or NAMBLA, is a group that openly promotes sex with minor boys, 
Baldwin said in his report, the group is, is often endorsed by many of the homosexuals' most prominent leaders. Because they're all a bunch of demon-possessed devils. Promotion of the gay and lesbian lifestyle is increasing in the nation's public schools. A World Net Daily survey of homosexual-oriented websites found that almost every group has some sort of program to educate teachers, school administrators, and other school employees about the homosexual lifestyle. Now, you would think, after all the stuff that I just went over, everybody would be recoiling from this whore. No, 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 no. We're going to do everything we can to protect it, to promote it, to glorify it. That's, that's what Satan's all about. Though most school-related programs are sold to administrators and parents as programs designed simply to end persecution of homosexuals and lesbians. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're so persecuted. None disclose what Baldwin says is compelling evidence that homosexuality is harmful to children. What does the academic literature say about the relationship between homosexuality and child molestation? Quite a bit, actually, he wrote, quoting from data compiled by the Family Research Institute, studies, scientific studies confirm a strong pedophilic predisposition among homosexuals. Homosexuals. Well, like we said, the homosexuals themselves admitted 86% of the pedophiles they profile, 86% said that they were either homosexual or bisexual. That's that's pretty much a pedophilic predisposition among homosexuals, I would say. The Institute, after reviewing more than 19 studies and peer-reviewed reports in a 1985 psychological report article, found that homosexuals account for between 25 and 40% of all child molestation. It's probably far greater, according to what we just read. But this is what this, these are. These things are hard to document too. <laughs> but what they do know for sure is that homosexuals account for between twenty-five to forty percent of all child molestation, even though they only represent about three percent of the population. It's unbelievably disproportional how the homosexuals will abuse children in a pedophilic manner. Baldwin says, though, but this number is low. That's what I just said, too. You know it's low, according to the other statistics we just read. Due to the fact that many people will not report if a child molester is a homosexual. Even if they know that is the case. So, this is totally underreported. 40% would be um, not even near high enough. As far as the uh, homosexual child molestation rate. It's just unbelievable. And I just felt compelled to look back at this one of the last newsletters I sent out. And a lot of this had to do with the, uh, the one I sent out. I've sent out one since then. But um, this was when the uh, Supreme Court struck down DOMA and uh, all the studies and some of these, just looking at the unbelievable promotion of homosexuality. Um, he, uh, the Pentagon extends benefits to gay service spouses. Connecticut governor raises rainbow flag at official residence. 
National Cathedral rings bells to celebrate uh, the the overturn of Doma. Gay marriage opponents vow to press on, um, which, you know, that's good, but... <laughs> doctors team up to promote the lesbian, gay, sexual, transgender agenda. Doctors now teaming up to do this. State college professor forces students to wear gay pride ribbons. Wisconsin elementary school hosts Gender Bender Day, where you, you have to come to school dressed up. Like, if you're a boy, you have to come dressed up as a girl and this. Um, this one, could a Christian baker who refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple really go to jail? And the answer is yes. This one was the one I was really thinking of, though. Gay conversion ministry shuts down. Exodus International, a quote, Christian ministry that long promoted gay conversion therapy is shutting its doors and apologizing to the gay community for, quote, years of undue justice. After all the stuff that I just read, can you believe that? Can you believe the spineless, backboneless-ness of just so many of these ministries out there? They actually apologized. So what they basically did is admitted that their whole body of work was just a waste, colossal waste of time, and and just, you know, it's unbelievable. Disney, good luck Charlie's same-sex perversion parents to reflect th- themes of diversity and inclusiveness. So Disney's got another show coming out. Good luck Charlie, I guess. They got their same-sex perversion parents. Um, so anyway, that's just some of the ones that I had about the, the uh, gay agenda, just from that one email alone, and I didn't even get into what was actually being done there. Yeah, Taylor just brought, she said she couldn't believe that, that this could be legal, where these homosexuals are, are coming out there saying, promoting this man-on-boy child sex thing. Can you imagine if a heterosexual said that? If a heterosexual magazine said that? They would, they would be shut down, imprisoned. You could not get away with that. You couldn't have that as your... There's no way. But the devil, homosexual movement can, can you know, guise it under the, the scientific whatever and say it all day long. You know? So I'm going to go ahead and end part, I believe it's three, and we're going to go to part four next.